From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, Shark Kevin O'Leary thinks he knows where the money went in FTX. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Ten days until Christmas. I hope everybody has some great Christmas plans planned out. Let's start this morning by reading a listener email from Mike from Toronto. He has some pushback on something I said. Actually, not pushback. He has some clarification based off of personal experience. And I appreciate this. He says, hey, Matthew, I've emailed you a couple times. And you've always read it, which I appreciate. I've been listening to your show since last year, and I really love it. It's one of my go-tos. Thank you. But, comma, <laughs> but, comma, I wanted to touch base with your comments about wishing the FBI would have indicated that they were investigating SBF. You reported that AOC had similar comments and wished that they had just let SBF testify. I'm in law enforcement, not high up or secret squirrel as the FBI, but I do know this. If a law enforcement agency prosecutor has a big investigation like this one, they're not going to jeopardize their investigation to point out that they are looking into him. Making that info common knowledge can impact what they're looking for. And to that point, they aren't going to delay execution of a warrant to let him testify before Congress. A lot can happen after he testifies. If they know where the target is and they have grounds to bring him into custody, they're going to do it. They're not going to wait and see what happens if SBF testifies. It's not worth the risk. That's a damn good point. Thank you. I personally think Sam's media tour was a strategy, and not just Sam wanting to be transparent and make amends. He was definitely trying to portray that he wasn't the puppet master, and despite his parents' pedigree and his MIT education, he was the helpless dude who didn't have a clue. Although I heard on another podcast that he was using QuickBooks to manage a billion-dollar FTX, yikes, that is true, something I did not report here. I love how it's coming out that he authorized all this movement of client funds, loaning, and laundering. I have no doubt that Caroline Ellison gave him up as part of the deal. It explains why she was seen in New York at a coffee shop a couple weeks ago. Just an opinion, not a fact. Anyways, thanks for listening. I appreciate your time and your show. Take care of yourself. Mike, Mike, you bring up really good points, and I'd love to have law enforcement writing in when I say something that does not jive with what you guys are doing. First of all, I want to say thank you for your service, and thank you for this email. Good points. You know, here's, here's my point to it. You had a lot of people that just lost a lot of money, and we have this guy out there on a media tour just kind of like floating around going on this thing and that thing and everybody's like hey let's come talk to me sam and not one person got a reassurance from anybody no law enforcement nobody that actually should be caring about this to say hey no worry no 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 we are we got your back we're gonna find out what happened not one person and so everybody's like is he gonna get away with this is he gonna get away with this and so i guess that's what i'm saying i wish there was somebody just to say hey we got your back. We're looking into this. And you know what? If somebody said that, they didn't say it loud enough. <laughs> that's what I, That's my point to this. But you're 100% right. Thank you for writing that in. And you have a very, very good point about, you know, having him testify, say something that totally scrubs out everything that they're investigating, going, oh, damn it. Now, now do we actually have the ability to arrest this guy because he said this, they said this, now this is public, now it's public opinion versus what we found out. 
Very good point. Thanks, Mike, for writing in. And I won't take up any more of your time this morning. Let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 9.53 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $17,003, down almost 3% in 24 hours. We have Ethereum at $1,275, down 4.5% in 24. Tether's number three. USDC is number four. And Binance is number five at 263, down 3.2%. Rounding off the top 10, what the hell is this coin? Okay, so I just had to pause recording and check some things out because we have a new company coin token in the top 10. It's COCOS, Cuckoo's, Cocos, BCX. Its price is 60 cents for the most part, but it's saying on CoinMarketCap that it has a $25 billion market cap. I looked at CoinGecko. It is not the case there. It says it has a market cap of $42.5 million. The price is the same though. So also it says that there is a contract address change and I don't know anything about that. So on CoinMarketCap, it says that this is the sixth largest token in the crypto space. The COCOS, number seven is XRP, Binance BUSD is number eight, Doge is number nine, and Cardano is number 10. Um, might be an error, not too sure. The total market cap is 879.2 billion, a BTC dominance of 38.3 and an F dominance of 17.8. Moving into today's headlines, Shark Kevin O'Leary was testifying in front of the Senate yesterday and he had some statements about where did the money go and the beef between SBF and CZ Zhao, the CEO of Binance. Here's what he said. Sorry about the recording. It's as good as I can do off a recording of an interview in the Senate onto my laptop. You believe FTX failed? I have an opinion. I don't have the records. Here it is. After my accounts were stripped of all of their assets and all of the accounting and trade information, I couldn't get answers from any of the executives in the firm, so I simply called Sam Bankman-Fried and said, where is the money, Sam? He said he had been refused access to the servers. He no longer knew. I said, okay, let's step back. This is a simple case in my mind of where did the money go? And I said, Sam, walk me back 24 months. Tell me the use of proceeds of the assets of your company. Where did you spend it? And then he told me about a transaction that occurred over the last 24 months, the repurchase of his shares from Binance, his competitor. I didn't know this at the time, but at some point, CZ or Binance, who runs Binance, purchased 20% ownership in Sam Bankman-Fried's firm for seed stock. And then over time, and I asked him, what would compel you to spend 2 billion was the number he was giving me at that time. Later in a subsequent conversation, about 24 hours later, he told me it could have been as much as $3 billion to buy back the shares from CZ. I asked him, what would compel you to do that? Why wouldn't you keep your assets on your balance sheet? And why would you offer this to just one shareholder? He said, because every time we went to get licensed in different jurisdictions, because you must understand the prize of crypto is to get regulated. For all the talk we say about Bitcoin and everything else, no institutions own this. I work for the sovereign wealth and pension plans. They don't touch this stuff because it's unregulated. Between these two, let's call them 
frenemies because they obviously were the two, potentially the two largest shareholders in the firm. They had a disagreement. They had a falling apart. Apparently, according to Sam Bankman-Fried, CZ would not comply with the regulators' request in these different geographies, these different jurisdictions, to provide the data that would clear them for a license. He withheld it, according to Sam Bankman-Fried. The only option the management and Sam Bankman-Fried had was to buy him out at an extraordinary valuation of close to $32 billion, less apparently a 15% discount. That stripped the balance sheet of assets. You ask me why it went bankrupt? Go to the last week. All of a sudden, in social media, CZ is asking for another $500 million. He wants to do a block trade of FTT, or, or, the, or, the, or the, the proprietary token of FTX, once it converted back to fiat. Why would you put that out there you know it's going to push down the pressure. It's going to put, push down the value of that coin dramatically, and that's exactly what happened. Every trader knows if you have a large block trade, you go negotiate a clearing price with other buyers, and you do the transaction. In my view, my personal opinion, these two behemoths that own the unregulated market together and grew these incredible businesses in terms of growth were at war with each other and one put the other out of business intentionally. Now, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe there's nothing wrong with love and war, but Binance is a massive, unregulated, global monopoly now. They put FTX out of business. Now, lots of other reasons, I'm sure, but that's my personal opinion. That is what Sam Bankman-Fried told me in terms of where the assets went. Why should we care? Single reason. I'm a shareholder. You tell me the two largest shareholders do a transaction together, that's a related party transaction. I'm not sure that's okay. Maybe I want a Madoff clawback on those proceeds. And another SBF FTX news documents obtained by the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday revealed that FTX's digital chairman, Ryan Salame, tipped off authorities in the Bahamas about FTX using customer funds to cover losses at Alameda Research. The executive director at the Securities Commission of the Bahamas sent a request to investigate, marked urgent, to the commissioner of the Royal Bahamas Police Force on November 9th of 2022. He told officials that clients' assets, which may have been held in FTX Digital, were transferred to Alameda Research, and such transfers were not allowed and therefore may constitute misappropriation, theft, fraud, or some other crime. He also told authorities that the only people who were able to transfer client assets to Alameda with necessary codes passwords were Sam Bankman-Fried, Director of Engineering Nishad Singh, and co-founder Gary Wong. BitGo's CEO, they denied withdrawals attempted by Alameda Research in the excess of $15 million. They were trying to withdraw wrapped Bitcoin or wrapped BTC. They said that the withdrawals did not match the process. Two attempted withdrawals were made on November 9th. Hey, that that date came up before, didn't it? As you remember, just 30 seconds ago, I said that the FTX digital chairman tipped off authorities that FTX was using customer funds on November 9th. Well, anyway, they made two attempts to withdraw 3,000 wrapped Bitcoin tokens from BitGo. And BitGo was like, no, 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 no. The White House has refused to clarify whether it will return any political donations made to President Joe Biden by FTX and Sam Bateman-Fried. It also won't comment on whether 
other elected officials should return similar donations. And this was from the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. And she said this on Tuesday. Jean-Pierre said that she's barred from publicly discussing the subject or the president's views on it due to the provisions of the Hatch Act. I am covered by the Hatch Act, she repeated four times. What is the Hatch Act, you're probably asking? Well, I have the summary of it from ChatGPT. By the way, the more I learn about what it can do, the more fun I'm having with it. There's a video, a couple videos going out there of a summary of everything you can do with it. Click the link in the show notes so you can see everything that ChatGPT does. Here's the summary. The Hatch Act is a federal law that is intended to prevent government employees from engaging in certain political activities. The law was enacted in 1939, and it's named after the sponsor, Senator Carl Hatch of New Mexico. The main purpose of the law was to ensure that government employees are not using their official political or government resources to engage in political activities, such as campaigning for particular candidates or party. The law applies to most executive branch employees, as well as some state and local government employees. The Hatch Act does not apply to the president or the vice president. Violations of the Hatch Act could result in penalties such as fines or removal from office. But we're not done with D.C. yet, Senator Warren and Senator Marshall. They introduced the Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act, which targets cryptocurrency industries with a number of proposed regulations that critics are calling authoritarian and unconstitutional. Warren and Marshall's bill would direct the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, or FinCEN, to treat crypto wallet service providers, miners, validators, and other network users as money service businesses. This bill will also impact hosted or self-custody wallets, requiring platforms and networks to identify customers and track their transactions. The bill also prohibits any financial institution from using a digital asset mixer or mixing services or other privacy-enhancing technologies. Senator Warren said in the statement, the crypto industry should follow common-sense rules like banks, brokers, and Western Union. And this legislation would ensure the some standards apply across similar financial transactions. This bipartisan bill will help close money laundering loopholes and strengthen enforcement to better safeguard U.S. national security. Critics of this bill say things like, This bill is focused exclusively on financial surveillance and does not address any of the issues of corporate control that led to the collapse of FTX. Other criticisms were, Make no mistake, while proposed as the solution to potential money laundering and terrorist financing, the bill is in fact a rejection of liberal values and moves toward the types of surveillance and control prized by authoritarians like Putin, Xi, and Kim Jong-un. And just a little note for myself at the end of this, uh, remember the IRS is now going to be looking into transactions on Venmo and PayPal. There were over $600 in total from the average person, the mom and pop, the me and you. If you guys have any comments on that, let me know. Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Moving into some rapid-fire headlines. Kathy Woods, Ark Invest, snapped up another $11.9 million in Coinbase stock. How many is that? Well, that's 297,000 shares. She also restated her forecast for Bitcoin hitting $1 million by 2030. Paradigm is a crypto derivatives platform, and it's cutting employee salaries by 15%, citing dismal market conditions. They posted this on Twitter on Thursday. Post-FTX collapse, it is clear that the contagion is deep and wide, and like many of our clients and peers, we are not immune. Salary cuts reduce the need for layoffs seen across the ecosystem and have a lesser impact on the organization momentum. And finally, MetaMask has added PayPal integration to its software wallet. By the way, let me just go back to what I said about the $600 PayPal IRS. I just, you know, just going to point that out there. 
and it's going to allow US users to purchase Ethereum directly from its mobile app. While the feature is not yet available to all US users, MetaMask plans to slowly roll out the feature in the coming weeks. MetaMask product manager said this, This integration with PayPal will allow our US users to not just buy crypto seamlessly through MetaMask, but also easily explore the Web3 ecosystem. And I'll read between the lines there for everybody. While collecting all of your data, your IP address, your wallet address, your transactions, and everything, and giving it to the IRS, marketers, the government, everybody, everybody will have your data. Good luck. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow. And like always, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>